Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's just simply a joy to be here in your ear. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled, Resilience in a Challenging World. Then we will transition to our segment, How Do We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. If you have any ideas, we'd love to hear them. Maybe an idea for the show. If so, go to admin at livelefttalk.com. That's admin at livelefttalk.com. If listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. Also, wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, please be sure to follow us so that you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with is entitled Resilience in a Challenging World. Our world is challenging. There's so many things that could happen to us that may require resilience on our part. Some of these may be loss and grief, health issues, job loss relationship breakups, family issues, natural disasters, economic or career challenges. These are just a few to name many. And most of us have had some of these to happen to us. On a personal note, I know that just within the last 18 months, I've had just about them all. And I know that I don't stand alone. Many of us out there are going through similar. And it's so sad. But what we have to remember is that as life brings its challenges, we have to build ourselves to prepare for them. You see, resilience is not about avoiding or suppressing emotions but rather facing the challenges head on, processing emotions, adapting to them in a healthy way. Yes, developing resilience can help individuals better navigate these challenges and emerge stronger on the other side. Resilience itself refers to an individual's ability to bounce back from adversity adapt to challenges, maintain mental and emotional well-being. Coping strategies are the methods that people use to manage stress and difficult situations. Some common resilience and coping strategies would include positive thinking. We just had a podcast last week on cultivating a positive mindset that can help you reframe challenges as an opportunity for growth. We need our friends. Thus, we need to have strong people around us. Because connecting with friends and loved ones for emotional support can be critical during tough times. Identifying the root causes of our stress and gaining practical solutions can be empowering as well. And you know what? We need self-care. 
activities such as exercise, meditation, and proper sleep can improve resilience 10 times over. When things come at us, when life comes at us fast, and the challenges are there, let's be open to change and adopting to new situations. We may have to adapt our entire lifestyle. Let's just say a job loss came about. Do we just sit there and just sulk in the fact that we've lost that job? Or do we do the things that may help us to enhance our resilience? Adapt to a new situation, which may include finding new occupations, or maybe an entire new line of work. We talked just last week on practicing mindfulness. Yes, mindfulness techniques can help you stay present and reduce stress. Acknowledging our emotions and accepting that setbacks happen is an important part of this process as well. And we have to view our challenges as learning opportunities that can strengthen us over time. Throughout all of the challenges that I mentioned at the onset, and I said most of them I had been through, each one of them has made me stronger. Yes, I, I still suffer with the loss and the deaths that have happened over just the past few months. I'm still made stronger because I've gained so much from those that I lost, and their memory lives on. Other things that we can consider is that we may want to have emotional regulation. What that means is learning to manage and express our, express our emotions in a healthy way. This can improve our ability to cope with stress. We want to build goals. We want to break larger goals into smaller, more achievable steps that can make challenges feel more manageable. Because nothing is more horrifying than looking at a giant goal in front of us, a mountain. We don't want to do that. We want to take that mountain and break it down into little rocks. That we can manage. You know, another coping mechanism that, that helps lighten the mood and reduce stress is humor. Sometimes we have to just put that into our life. And if we can't find the way to laugh, then we can find others that can make us laugh. For me, it's turning on stand-up comedy. Sometimes I'll turn on a TV show that I like. I may have seen the episodes already, so what? I'm doing that to reduce my stress, to bring in another coping mechanism to help me to maintain. Some programs and workshops offer specific tools and techniques for building resilience as well. And we can find some of these online. And you know what? Nothing like maintaining our physical health. If we have a healthy diet, engage in regular exercise, this can boost overall resilience. Setting and maintaining healthy boundaries in relationships and work can reduce stress. 
And one thing that we've mentioned often in this podcast, because this is a self-help podcast, is that we have to be kind and forgiving to ourselves during challenging times. Just as we would with a friend or family member or a child, we have to give ourselves that same love, that same forgiveness. Remember, resilience is a skill that can be developed. And it can also be strengthened over time. It's going to have some setbacks like anything else, but with practice and support, we can become more strong in the face of adversity. If we're struggling to cope with a specific situation, let's take in some of these steps. Let's also remember that we can seek guidance from professionals who can help us as well to provide us with personalized strategies and goals as well as support. But most importantly, we have to realize that the world around us is difficult. We've had pandemics. We've had economic strategies, economic downfalls, I should say. We've also had much to do in our personal lives with job loss, grieving a family member, grieving a friend, many other things that may have come about. But as these things happen in our lives, let's remember that we ourselves can build strength we can build coping mechanisms to get us through these hard times, through these challenging times, and make sure that we are built up and fortified for the road ahead. Our nation's child welfare system strives to protect children from maltreatment, support families in crisis, keep children safely with their parents when possible, provide temporary out-of-home care for children when needed, and ultimately ensure that children have safe, permanent homes with their families, relatives, adoptive parents, or legal guardians. But just last year, According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Resources, on any given day, over 391,000 children are living in the U.S. foster care system, and the number has been rising. Over 113,000 of these children are eligible for adoption, and they will wait, on average, almost three years for an adoptive family. 53% of the children and youths who left foster care were reunited with their families or living with a relative. 25% were adopted. That's good. But more than 48,000 youths in the U.S. foster care live in institutions, group homes, or other environments instead of with a family. Of the 53,500 children and youths who were adopted last year, 55% were adopted by their foster parent and 34% by a relative. 29% were aged 9 years or older and the average age of adoption is 6 years old. Of the families who adopted children from foster care, 68% were married couples 
25% single females, 3% single males, and 4% unmarried couples. 93% of the parents rely on adoption subsidies and or vital post-adoption services to help meet the children's varied and often costly needs. 19,130, that's 9%, of our children aged out of the U.S. foster care system, and a majority left without the emotional and financial support that's necessary to succeed in life that other children can receive with a family. Without these vital supports, they will fare poor as a group in their educational attainment, their employment, their housing, their stability, they will find themselves coming up short. All of the children who left foster care last year has spent an average of nearly 22 months in care. Now, when we stop and we look at just everything, we're going to break this down just a little bit. We looked at the percentages. We talked about those. But when we think about our children, kids one to five, they make up the largest share. That's 29% of children entering care. The national data shows that blacks, American Indian, and Alaska Native children continue to be overrepresented among those entering foster care. Black children represented 20% of those entering care, but only 14% of the total child population. While American Indian and Alaska Native kids made up 2% of those entering care, but they're only 1% of the entire child population. The reasons for this are complex. And efforts to improve racial equity in child welfare has been underway for many years. But once children enter foster care, the goal there is to either safely reunify them with their parents if the family concerns are resolved, or secure another permanent family. A total of 391,641 children and youth were living in foster care just last year, as we mentioned. And one-third of these children are ages 1 to 5, 7%. Over a third of foster children and youth experience more than two placements each year, meaning that their living arrangements change at least three times a year. Now, at the state level, this figure ranged from 24% to 51%, depending on that state. Now, child welfare agencies are working to minimize these moves as they're disruptive. They're stressful and often traumatizing for our children. Our kids need stable relationships and home environments so that they will have a healthy childhood and develop as youths. More than 19,000 youths left foster care without reuniting with their parents or having another permanent family home. This is when our youths are beginning to age out of foster care. The transition to adulthood is significant and challenging. It's hard for any young person, but with one aging out of foster care on their own, they must face this without the support 
of a stable, loving family. Many also lose access to services and supports offered through the foster care system. And not surprisingly, these youths and young adults are more likely to experience behavioral, mental, and physical health issues, housing problems, and homelessness, unemployment, and academic difficulties. Early parenthood, incarceration, and other potentially lifelong adversities. And lying with the racial inequities noted earlier, Youths of color are more likely to experience these challenges. The trajectories of these young people are not guaranteed, however. They could be positively influenced by policies and practices that ensure that these vulnerable youths receive culturally responsive, trauma-informed transition services and support to navigate the steps to adulthood. Then achieving stability. Then reaching their full potential. What do we find in reality? Those who are transitioning, though, out of foster care, we find that one in five experience homelessness between the ages of 17 and 19. And over one in four, that's 29%, report being homeless from 19 to 21. One in five report being incarcerated between ages 17 to 19, as well as ages 19 to 21. One in 10 report becoming a parent between the ages of 17 to 19, while nearly one in four say they become parents between the ages of 19 to 21. By age 21, over two-thirds, that's 70%, have a high school diploma or equivalent. The same is true for our young ones that are continuing to transition while in the foster care system, not just those who are are transitioning out. But we wish that that number was 100%. We wish all of them would get their high school diplomas or equivalent. Only 57 report after they've transitioned out of being employed full or part-time at the age of 21. So, is our system working? Well, sadly, no system can work for everybody. We do know that. But we see so many flaws in our foster care system. These numbers are actually staggering. The question that remains, that we must answer for ourselves when we look at all of these statistics is how did we get here? Our hobby or special interest is jigsaw puzzles. Yes, they can be a rewarding and relaxing hobby. Have you ever tried a jigsaw puzzle? Some of the most beautiful pictures in the world put together for our enjoyment. And yes, they can challenge our problem-solving skills, offer a sense of accomplishment when completed, and can be enjoyed alone or with friends and family. Plus, there are countless themes and difficulty levels to choose from, making it a versatile and enjoyable pastime. I know families who have 
gathered 30, 40 or more. Now, some reasons why jigsaw puzzles make for great hobbies are for relaxation purposes. Completing a puzzle can be a soothing, meditative experience, allowing you to unwind and reduce stress. There's cognitive benefits because they can exercise our brain, enhance our memory, concentration, and spatial reasoning skills. Our creativity is then brought into picture. Assembling these pieces lets you create beautiful images and scenes, fostering creativity. Then there's also the social activity. It's perfect for bonding with friends or family members. I know parents and their teenage children that gather these puzzles, and they've got many of them. Some of them, they've even had frames afterward. They're beautiful, absolutely stunning. There's those out there that are landscapes, art, animals, diverse interests that we can find and cater to us. When you finish it, there's just no doubt that it provides a tangible sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. I don't know if you've ever done one of these puzzles, but you will find yourself at peace. And looking at it going, man, look at what I achieved. Look what I was able to bring to life. Just a sense of satisfaction. And some puzzles feature, as we mentioned earlier, famous artworks or landmarks, making them collectible pieces of art. Now, if you're caught in on a rainy day, what are you going to do? I mean, you could sit back, watch TV, or you could read a book. Or you can grab one of these puzzles as they are a great indoor activity for those rainy or maybe, should we say, lazy days. The time will spend. They offer a productive way to spend your leisure time and stimulate your mind at the same time. So whether you're a casual puzzler or you're a dedicated enthusiast, Jigsaw puzzles can be a delight. They can be intellectually engaging as a hobby. And you know what? If you walk through our stores, you walk through Walmart or Target or where have you, you will find these puzzles and they are the least expensive of all the games on the aisles. So maybe when shopping those aisles, maybe we'll run into each other. We won't want to pick up the same jigsaw puzzle, or maybe we do. But I tell you what, the ones that I enjoy most of all have automobiles on them and train sets on the jigsaw puzzle. I just think that's so beautiful. And I would like to do another one so that I can frame it like the friend of mine I mentioned earlier and put it on my wall. So if we run into each other on that aisle, Let's enjoy jigsaw puzzles together. Our sunflower message is a song. It's entitled, Hold On by Sounds of Blackness. Singing a little message, signing it out to you, to those of y'all who feel like you're struggling. It's a simple song. Yesterday, a man stepped to me. He said, how can you smile 
when your world is crumbling down. I said, here's my secret. When I want to cry, I take a look around and I see that I'm getting by and I hold on. Change is coming. Hold on. Don't you worry. Hold on. You can make it. Everything, everything will be all right. Some people like to work. Some people like hide. Some people like to run away from the pain inside. Now it's your business to do whatever you want to do, but if it don't work out, here's what you ought to do. Now just hold on, because change is coming. Hold on, don't worry. Hold on, you can make it. Hold on, everything, everything will be all right. It's gonna be all right when the troubles of life weigh you down. Just lift your head up. When the love you seek is hard to find, don't give up. Just be strong. Keep the faith and hold on. Change is coming. Hold on. Everything. Everything is going to be all right. Said you can make it. Hold on because everything, everything is going to be all right. When the troubles seem like they just won't go away, friends let you down. Things getting bounced all around. Here's a little lullaby we like to sing. And it goes a little like this. Hold on. Your change is coming. Hold on. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about a thing. Hold on. I said you can make it. Hold on. Everything. Everything is going to be all right. On Cash App at Dollar Sign Live Left Talk and on Twitter at Live Left Talker. Also, right beside your play button is a support button. We would appreciate. We would appreciate the support because any and everything that you donate is used for the podcast and is appreciated. Also, remember to rate us a five or your highest score possible on your podcast platform. And tell your friends, family, and colleagues about it. In addition, go to Etsy. We want to make sure that everybody understands this because sometimes we get the little replies in. Well, where do I go on Etsy? It's you go to Etsy, then search, how did we get here? How did we get here? And that's where you find the t-shirts, tote bags, coffee mugs, We're posting all of that on social media real soon. We've got ours in stock. They look so beautiful. We're going to post pictures of them on us and holding the cups and the whole night. So you guys can see what you get. Absolutely quality material. And remember to check us out on social media and to also spread it to your friends and family. So if you're on Facebook, threads, what else is out there? Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you look at Live Left Talk. It's up on Twitter. It's Live Left Talker. And send out these pictures and videos that we have. Inform your friends. We're also on TikTok as well. There's not a social media that we're not on. So whatever that platform is, make sure you check us out and make sure that you send it out to others and spread the word. Become our friends and our followers and continue to spread the word of the podcast as we need you. 
This is James and George's baby boy signing off. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.